peoples of the worldwide federated internet what's good i got a thought for you I know I'm getting ready to, to date myself with this one, but how many of you remember that commercial? I want to say, I want to say it was like late 80s, early 90s. Might have been earlier, but I'm pretty sure that was the time frame. And the slogan of, com of the commercial was, the mind is a terrible thing to waste. I never gave too much consideration when watching that commercial realistically but the truth that what was said in that commercial carries is actually pretty deep and i was going to discuss something today from the bible but god sat me down on that issue I don't I don't understand that issue as fully as I thought I did. And as I was going through my Bible, I was like, you know what? I'm going to just steer clear of this one because I don't know what's going on. And when I don't know, I like to stay away from it. If I don't believe I have a grasp on what I'm looking at. In the book of Philippians, chapter four and verse eight. The Bible says, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true. Whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, think on these things. And in the book of Romans, chapter 12, and verse 2, the Bible says, and be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So when I was reading those verses, it dawned on me that this idea of what you think, what you carry around in your head is a pretty big deal. Pretty impactful. Impactful enough that, that God saw fit to deal with this in the Bible. Now, you all know my stance. The only solution to any of the problems that we face is the Lord Jesus Christ. He's the true solution. Outside of salvation, outside of, of him changing a man's heart, a woman's heart, Nothing will really be solved. But this Bible principle about what's in your mind, I can see how this could be applied in the secular realm in this, in this regard because I noticed this even before getting saved. And I went over this in a previous video, sort of. 
what what will fix the ghetto? What caused the issues at this point is irrelevant because I think people get caught up in consumed with what caused the issue. You're never going to you're never going to solve anything focusing solely on what caused the issue. Whatever caused the issue caused it is already there, so that's irrelevant now. What will fix the situation in the ghetto? The, situa- the situation in ghettos across the country is not a black thing. It's not a white thing. It's not a Hispanic thing. It's just a ghetto thing. There's people of, of all kind of ethnicities in ghettos. Now, there may be a, a higher uh, a population of blacks and Hispanics in a ghetto, but that's beside the point. There's all kind of people in the ghetto. So what's going to change what's going on? It's a mentality. This, this idea about what's in your mind, it's a big deal. What ideas are pushed to people, what ideas they consume on a regular basis. We know we live in a mass media culture. We live in a culture of overconsumption of, of media and mass media and droves. One of the greatest things that, that I've experienced through Rona Apocalypse and all of this other stuff that's been going on is, yo, I, I haven't watched anything on Netflix. I haven't watched anything on Hulu. I haven't watched anything on Amazon Prime. I really, the only thing I've watched, I take that back. I watched a documentary that a friend of mine recommended um, on Amazon. And the only reason I watched it and I didn't realize it was also on YouTube. It was a it was a documentary about Bible prophecy. It was called From Babylon to America. It was actually pretty good. And I, I think the dude actually did a, a, a fairly decent job going through um, scripture and, and showing and breaking down Bible, Bible prophecy. It was actually pretty good. But other than that, I've not consumed media outside of watching YouTube videos, but for a specific purpose, like I'm specifically looking for a certain topic and reading articles and rereading excerpts from some books that I've already uh, already read before. It's been a great exercise because I realized that because I'm kind of removed in a way from the media, even though I'm paying attention to news, obviously, clearly, but I'm 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 kind of removed from the media. I noticed that my mind has been able to 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 see things in a different light. Right? Because I'm not constantly consuming what I was normally consuming. Honestly, I was. I, I watched TV just like anybody else. I'm a sci-fi geek. I love sci-fi shows. But lately I haven't done much any of that at all. And it's been extremely helpful. So that got me to thinking. If we could, if there was a way. In ghetto or impoverished environments, if we could get people. To detox from. Media and entertainment for a month, two months, you know. Doesn't have to be something crazy. Maybe just a month. Maybe it'll be too hard for some people. I think maybe 
if people would read a little bit more in that time or maybe just watch videos that have something beneficial to them, something that would help them maybe start a business, maybe see something in a different perspective. Because people often consume things that they're comfortable with as far as information is concerned, right? You have people that watch CNN and that's all they're going to watch. You have people that watch Fox News and that's all they're going to watch. Well, in the same way in the ghetto, I know this, you know, growing up in a hood, there's a certain type of media that we consume both both audibly and, and visually and we consume that same stuff on a day-to-day basis. I think if if you can get people to detox from that for maybe three weeks to a month, four weeks, and just on a consistent basis in that four-week span, consume something that's going to be more beneficial, more helpful. Watch some videos on economics. Watch some videos or read some articles on trade on the stock market, on the economy, world history, American history with specific focuses, right? Like maybe you can have somebody read and learn about Thomas Paine. Read and learn about Frederick Douglass, not just what you're taught in school, but actually dig deeper, dig a little deeper, see what they're about. Read and learn about Ben Carson, how he grew up why he's the way he is. Because whether you like or agree with a person or not, there's people who are successful that you could look at how they got to the places they got and it can be extremely helpful. You can hate you can hate Donald Trump to high heaven. That doesn't change the fact that if you read and learn about this man, it will be very helpful to you if you endeavor to do more in life change the mentality change what's constantly going through a person's head i you know what i'm i'm gonna see if i can do this if i can maybe get with some organization or some group and do this study get get maybe four or five kids out of a a a a, a ghetto impoverished area it doesn't matter black white hispanic just impoverished area ask them a few questions as far as how they think you know, socially, you know, uh, with things going on or what have you. And then for a month, only feed them certain information, like educational things, things about, about how to, how to improve your, your status, how to, how to elevate, how to go beyond where you are, right? Watching people like Thomas Sowell, Maybe have them read Donald Trump's book. Like I said, it doesn't matter whether you hate the man or not. You can learn from the man. Have them read and and listen to lectures from, from different intellectuals. And have them only consume that for an entire month. And see where their mentality is afterwards. Because this is what I realized. This is what kind of brought me to this thought as I was reading those verses. Of course, as believers, we understand and we know that 
When you get saved, God bestows upon you the Holy Spirit. As you start reading your Bible, you start getting enlightenment on certain things that you didn't know. You start filling your mind with different things. I noticed, just looking back, after I got saved, started reading my Bible, understanding and learning certain things, there's things that I just didn't really care about anymore. Because there were things that were now more impactful and more important. And the things that weighed me down, I began to let go. I wonder if we do this experiment, how it would turn out. Like I said, just get like four or five kids because I believe what would really solve a lot of issues that you see in these impoverished neighborhoods and ghettos is a change in the way people think. I don't think it's necessarily social programs. I'm, I've been thinking a lot about this. I'm not convinced that social programs will solve these issues. You have to change the way a person thinks. But see, I think there's a way, like I said, I think there's a way you can do it covertly, so to speak. You, you can use the same thing that's been used for years, brainwashing. Brainwashing is a thing, and it's not always a bad thing. You can use brainwashing in, in a good way, right? Like there's a certain way I brought my kids up. There's certain conversations that we had on a regular basis. There's certain things that were that were constant areas of discussion. What was I doing? Well, I was using brainwashing techniques to teach my kids certain things that I wanted to stay with them. And it has stayed with them. When I talk to my kids, none of my kids feel like they're oppressed in the United States. Yes, they all know racism is a real thing. It is out there. There are people that are racist. But if you talk to any one of my children, none of them will tell you, oh, yeah, I'm oppressed and they just they just got me down. I didn't teach them that way. I didn't bombard them with those ideas on a consistent basis. So that's not how they think. I wonder if this will work. Changing the mentality. I think it will. I don't know exactly how I would execute this, what would be the best way to go about it, but I think it's worth a try. And I think it's something that we need to consider when dealing with people in impoverished neighborhoods. Like I said, I don't think handing out, I don't think handouts and social programs are necessarily going to solve the problem because if a person doesn't change the way they think, then they're just going to be the same person inside that social program that they were outside of that social program. If a person has no desire to do a little better in life, I'm not saying being rich, but if a person has no desire to, to, to strive to do something better, to level up, so to speak, then if you give them a handout, let's say a check or a place to live, and they don't have that desire to level up, to learn something new, to aspire to something greater. Is that handout really going to help? And is that the reason the ghetto is the way it is? 
Just some thoughts. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm not. Stay frosty, people.